Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Lita's Podcast. I thought today we would talk about judgment. Um, and, and I thought I'd ask you guys the question as well. Whether you have been on the receiving end of judgment within our industry or judged somebody. Now that can be from... Oh, look at her brows to, oh my God, she's my therapist or she's coming for an interview. Look at her. And I thought I'd talk about it from both perspectives, being the one being judged and being the one doing the judging. So I thought I would add in a little... um, musical reference here with Anaconda you know that song not by Nicki Minaj uh, Big Butts sorry not Anaconda Big Butts um, by Fatboy Slim and how it goes oh my god Becky look at her butt it is just so big she looks like one of those rock guys girlfriends I mean who understands us rap guys anyway they only talk to her because she looks a total prostitute okay I mean her butt is just so big like it's just so round it's like out there I mean gross look and then he goes into the song where he sings I like big butts and I cannot lie and I thought well who else out there is defined by judgment and it really got me thinking on my everyday life and I wrote down in one day how many times I got judged and how many little things I judged other people on and to be quite honest it was really surprising and that's why I thought I'd do this podcast on judgment because everybody let's face it whether you're in industry or no matter where you are you probably subconsciously going is she really wearing that oh man can you just hurry up can you drive properly where'd you get your license out of a cereal box and it really got me thinking and I wrote down a fair few things Um, the other night I was coming back last night in fact I was coming back from the doctors because I went to get a script um, at the chemist and I got judged because I didn't know that my script needed an authority when there was no communication between the government the people on medication that needed this now authority so then I judged the pharmacist for and the pharmacy company for not letting me know their customer who leaves their scripts in their possession and then the doctor for not going "Mm, you're on a medication that needs an authority now and well let's face it did I get a little bit cranky because then I went to the pharmacy I couldn't get my medication then I had to sit at a doctor's for hours just to get a new script, just to get my medication, and after all, the pharmacy would shut in that time. 
and I felt myself judging everybody really harshly from the government to the pharmacy company to the pharmacist to the doctor's receptionist to the doctor and then the people that also built the software that combines everything together and then the government so I thought if I'm judging all these people what are all these people doing to me are they judging me for not knowing and probably and then on my way home we're sitting at the lights it was kind of a bit of funny moment where I sat in the passenger side and I'm like that's weird somebody was in the turning lane and their lights went off all of a sudden and they were flicking left right indicator high beams and then they had no lights they couldn't find where their light switch was I'm like what an idiot they don't know where the lights are on the car and then I order then I heard myself thinking this and saying it I'm like maybe it's not their car maybe it's the first time driving it maybe they really don't know where this thing is and somebody's put it on for them or maybe there's some sort of condition or something that is stopping this person from realizing what's just happened and then it got me thinking how many times have I judged somebody in a day and then how many times have I judged somebody else so I wrote it down and I was astounded at the times that I actually did it and it's a subconscious thing and as soon as I realized what I was doing I picked myself up on it and I stopped and then I thought to myself if somebody had said that to me my honest response would be that is interesting and I've got my little putty cat on my lap here and she's like coming up and saying give me cuddles I want I want hugs she's not judging me at all and she just wants affection And I thought, well, maybe all these people that are judging you just want that little bit of affection to go, hey, you know, yes, you might be judging me, but you know what? That's okay. Because while you're judging me, you're not judging anybody else in that second. And in that second, that judgment could have went to somebody to tip somebody over the edge and you haven't done that. You've done it to me somebody who would just go that's interesting and walk away so I thought no I'm gonna do a podcast on it and go how about we start stopping thinking about judging thinking about judgment how it affects us as a person doing the judging and how it affects the person being judged so I'm going to tell you a couple of short little stories I'm going to try and keep my podcast as I said earlier um, in my earlier podcast pretty short and sweet no more than 30 minutes because let's face it who wants to listen to this voice for that long not me and I'm the one doing it so I'm going to keep that timeline in perspective for you guys so judgment what is it how do we control it how do we stop it how do we deal with it so my first 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 comment to you guys mm, my putty cat's giving me kisses she's giving me love she knows that 
when I talk about things that kind of upset me a little bit. She does love to give me affection. I wish you guys could see a little video of this. <laughs> but you can't. It's podcast, so it's only audio. She may meow for you occasionally, but at the moment she's giving me lots of lovies and kisses and head rubs like kitty cats love to do. Um, so I'm going to tell you a little story about myself. was a couple of years ago now, um, in between my beauty, um, I'm going to say journey. Um, I thought the universe had something different planned for me. I went on that plan, but that plan wasn't to be. So I was doing a movie and I got judged a lot and it wasn't for my work. It wasn't for anything related to the job. It was purely based on the fact that I'm not a size six to 12 I'm not a spring chicken by anyone's means when I started this movie and they all looked at me as if to say uh you're the DOP and I'm like yes I am the DOP you got a problem with that and like oh yeah no as long as you produce what we want and it got me thinking um what do they mean and then I saw everybody else on the film set and don't get me wrong I did not feel out of place with anybody else bar this one person who are you the DOP because In film, you can either have a camera person that is a DOP or a DOP with a camera person. And this particular shoot, there was a camera person, a focus person, and I was the DOP. So I didn't have to hold the camera. I had to look in the back of the camera, set up everything, and tell them how to shoot it. And this came from the camera person thinking that I was not a person of caliber to shoot and he had his own ideas which is fine and I love input from people that are in industry and that do the same thing I do because I might be envisioning one thing and this person might have a better a different vision but that vision may be slightly different to mine, but may or may not suit what we're doing. So I listened to this person. I turned around and said, again, that's interesting. And kind of went on with, you know, that's okay. You're the camera person. I will take your advice under advisement. But bear in mind, my say is the final say. So we get to the editing room and every shot that he wanted to do because he thought it was better was on the cutting block. All my shots. Oh my God, that is amazing. That's exactly what we wanted. Blah, 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 blah. Because who was in the meeting? Me, not the camera person. 
So when everything, I'm like, mm, that's interesting. Can you, and I, I said to the editor, can you put a reel together of all the camera guys' shots against all of mine, play his, then play mine? He goes, yeah, yeah, no worries. So we did this, and then the camera guy's like, was that my work? And I'm like, yeah, that was your vision. Now this is mine. And the guy goes, oh, no wonder you're a DOP. I'm like, yeah, sweetie, don't, don't get camera guy and DOP confused. And then another time I was, and this is industry Pacific. Um, I was at college many years ago and for anybody that has met me and there probably are a few listeners that have seen my Facebook and know that I'm a very open, honest, I will speak the truth, I will not fib about something within the industry and yes, I have body tattoos Yes, at this particular point in time, I had more than the one facial piercing that I have, but they were hidden very well. And if you put your face close enough to me, you would see them, but not close enough that a client could see. And I was picked on for the fact that I wasn't a size 12, I was picked on for the fact that I have size double D to G boobs at any particular time of the year Um, and no therapist would be able to work with those size breasts. Let me tell you, it can happen. It does and you can work with those size breasts. Um, Until I had a lecturer that was bigger than myself. And when this company employed the bigger person, everybody stopped. It's like, well, hey, actually, treatments can be done by a bigger person. Might be slightly different to somebody who's a size six, who's around the same height, because let's face it, we all are different nobody's going to be the same so I felt that judgment and then when I went for interviews I would get you don't have the look for our salon you're too outspoken your knowledge is too vast you've got too much knowledge you um, can't do Brazilians let's face it um, go get that shit lasered um because and at college I got sick of seeing vaginas and let's face it when you're learning it's enough and when I was was in industry I did so many it put me off Brazilians and I turned around and said no I don't know how to do Brazilians I'm sorry because every person sees a Brazilian differently let me tell you when I was taught at college a Brazilian was everything right the way through from butt to front but every salon has a different 
Brazilian code. And again, you get judged by clients as a therapist when you go, oh, so we're just doing a Brazilian today? Brilliant. You do the Brazilian and you leave, some salons will want you to leave a thin patch um, on the labia area and then you'll have other salons that a Brazilian is completely everything from your vaginal canal upwards and then you'll get other salons that will go no we only go down to this point and then everything onwards is more so there was that judgment and then it got me thinking you know what I'm sick of being judged by other industry professionals who, what, they sit behind a desk and don't perform treatments? Do they even speak to their customers? And let me say, I have applied for many, many salon jobs before I then shifted my education to what I'm doing now with biomedical science and I was shocked by the amount of salon staff turnover one particular salon who said to me to my face you don't have the look we want in the salon your knowledge is far greater than mine and I'm the manager and that ain't gonna happen to you perform better waxing treatments than me so again that ain't gonna happen I'm not losing my clients to a new employee who can do something better than me and I'm like "Mm, that's interesting what does that tell you and then this manager well the interview's over sorry you don't have the job because you're better than me And then I walked out laughing with, again, you guessed it, that's interesting. And then they employed somebody, for shits and giggles, I went along and I, oh, I see you've got a new staff member, can I get a leg wax with them? Yeah, sure, no worries. The worst leg wax ever in history patches missing I came out and I'm like if this is to this hello manager I'm like this is what you hired I'll see you now in a week you guessed it one week looking for a senior beauty therapist with amazing skills a week later the same ad And then another week later, the same ad from the same company, from the same location, from the same franchise. And it got me thinking, is it because she's employing people that are less of a standard than her so she still looks good? Because let's face it, people. Um, I'm going to do a tiny little bit of judgment here but judgment for your own goddamn good because this is what your 
your clients will be thinking if you have a high turnover of staff especially when they have a wax with somebody one or one week and can't get it for their next one especially if they're happy with that said person or they're there for three months and then you get rid of them because they're doing much better than you yes you're judging them but guess what so are your clients and if your clients are happy guess what guess where your income and profit's going to go not down gonna go up so I'm gonna give a little bit of judgment to the people that have high turnover of staff because they employ somebody that their skills aren't up to standard and that could be for a number of reasons it could be they're straight out of college and they want somebody that they can mold well take the time to mold them don't give them one week or you're employing somebody that's come from their own business that they've run at their house and they work to their own schedule they don't work to franchise book them in get them out timetable of 15 minutes for everything unless it's a facial so I'm going to give a little bit of judgment here and go well you know what do you know what it looks like from a beauty therapist's perspective when they see the same company advertising week in week out for the same position or even three months for the same position that they saw advertised it is frustrating when you know that they're just employing somebody that essentially could be a Paris Hilton airhead and come on guys pick up your game if somebody comes into your salon with more knowledge than you as a manager would you not want them on your side or would you want them on your competitor's side to give them your competitors a difference to you yes we live in a world where there is I don't know, you walk through Chermside Shopping Centre, for instance, in Queensland, for anybody that's listening outside of Queensland, and there is a beauty salon every few hundred metres. Now, it tells you, one, like there's different facets of these beauty salons. One could be a laser, one could be a full function from, what, like, many pennies to um, full spa treatments and you've got your your nail bars and then you've got your weight loss bar then you've got this bar then you've got that beauty bar but there is one every few hundred meters and if they can all have people within their doors now for one person if they go to one salon within a shopping center like Chermside who has an exuberant amount of beauty salons, they don't like that salon, they're going to go to your competitor. And they're going to keep going to your competitors until they find somebody that they like. Now, and then you would judge them and go, oh, that client never came back. 
that client was a shitty client or that client didn't like what I did because of X, Y and Z. Stop putting the blame on someone else. If you didn't do a good enough job, you should be asking, why weren't you happy? How can we fix that? What would you like to see from us? Turn it around. So you're not getting judged by the client and other therapists that see you week after week, month after month advertising for jobs. Because let's face it, I grew up with parents who told me and I got taught this at beauty school, if you see a high turnover of staff, don't go there, girlfriend. There's a reason why there's a high turnover of staff. And let me tell you, there always is. Whether it's pay conditions, work conditions, they don't give you breaks, they don't pay you right, they expect you to do treatments in ridiculous time frames, or they just don't give a poo about hygiene. And it brings me back to a bit of a story I'm pretty much said on another one where I was working in a salon and they wanted me to continue working with gastro. It's salons like that with high turnover staff that don't give a shit. Oh, and they double dipped wax, which is pretty much a no-go anywhere in Australia. Um, And if you're a client listening to this going, oh my God, that is disgusting. Yeah, it is. You're getting somebody's vaginal juice back into a pot that is then going on someone else's legs. And if somebody had spot bleeding and have AIDS, that's going into the pot and it's going on to somebody else. There's a reason why there is legislation in place. And it's not to protect anybody other than the client. It's there to protect the client from a therapist that's doing something wrong or a business that's doing something wrong. And they're in place for the therapist to do. So... The, ther- the therapist doesn't pass something on to the client and the client goes back to the therapist and then the therapist goes to the business. Well, this was your policy. So make sure if you're a therapist or a business owner, keep up with your legislations. Again, a little bit of judgment goes a long way. Like I'm not judging any salon in particular. That's why I'm not giving names. I'm only giving stories. You may be listening going... <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what salon you're talking about. That's fine. Feel free to leave me a voice message going, is this a salon you're talking about? Because I've noticed that too. I'm not going to give you a yes or a no. I will just go, yep, you're right. But I'm not going to tell you you're right. Because there is no judgment backwards. I'm, I'm going to tell you stories. I will tell you how I've came across judgment, how I deal with judgment as a person, how I deal with it as a therapist, how I deal with it within the industry. Um, I get commented on all the time because I'm a jack of all trades. And a lot of people go, oh, but master of none. No, 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 no. I had this conversation with um, another industry person that is a jack of trades master of some hasn't quite mastered a a couple of areas but she knows where she's going wrong 
But when you're a makeup artist and you get told, oh, see you doing photography now. When you work with photographers, you learn skills. Let me tell you. And that's why I went and did a degree in film and TV. So I not only had the lighting, I had motion film. And if you've got motion film, you can put that same practice into a film. Into a still film. And then when you work with in the industry, you pick up industry knowledge. And then that led me into beauty therapy. And then going through beauty beauty therapy college and then going out in industry learning that bit extra and going hey well this is coming out let's learn about it I have learned so much about the beauty industry and yes I did start my dermal science found that it wasn't as in-depth as what I wanted so I went to biomedical skills because I wanted that bit more in-depth and I was watching a live video from a beautiful, lovely lady who speaks the truth about a lot of treatments, treatment machineries, and what we should be doing with our skin. And lift, she li- loves to lift the lid on faux pas and myths. And I absolutely adore her for it because at the end of the day, We see these ads on TV from brands like Nivea, L'Oreal going, oh my God, we've got this brand new product. It's the best ad on the market. It's got the highest Q10. Now, for all you beauty industry people, you'll be sitting there going, yeah, we know the product, bit of judgment here. Yes, because we know why that product sells because the Nivea have brought up their brand to be a well-known brand like Johnson and Johnson and Kellogg's and Sanitarium, Wheat Bix and Tim Tams and Arnott's, all those other brands that have a brand name. They know the brand for the brand. They don't know the brand for the products. They know the brand for the brand. And within the skin industry, unfortunately, ads on TV with paid actors going and I'm kind of going to give a little bit of judgment to the company and the, the paid actor um, you guys may know it the Revital, Revital Lift I think it's called where she had laser treatment on one side and used a skincare product on the other and wanted to compare the difference after four weeks. Now, let me tell you, ladies and gents, and industry professionals, we're going, yeah, we know the one all too well. In your skin's retrospective, four weeks is nothing. That is two exfoliations. That's not enough time for you to see the full effects of a laser resurfacing treatment. It takes three months from the base of your epidermis, where it meets the dermis, to layer all the way up to what you see with the naked eye. Three months, 12 weeks. She did this, they did it after four 
And if you look at the ads, you'll be thinking, yeah, that's correct. Well, guess what, people? You know, four weeks isn't enough. It's enough to soften dead skin cells. Because a lot of people that use supermarket brands do not use anything other than a moisturizer. And we as industry professionals judge those products really harshly because they're based on marketing. And again, that's why I, I kind of put it in because it's comes back to judging and these companies live off being judged hence why they all have those tv ads that in 30 seconds they show you the difference that their product can do over several weeks so we judge it and we go oh that's amazing as a consumer but as a therapist we're like "Mm." that's off buddy that's off and then the q10 if a consumer if you're listening to this and you have bought a q10 off the shelf and it is not yellow don't put it on doesn't have enough q10 in it q10 is yellow And for Q10 to work the way Q10 is supposed to, that needs to have that yellow colour. Alrighty, guys? And you might be sitting there going, for a podcast about judgment, you've done a lot of judging. I have. (laughs) I've written down every time I've judged something. But, In saying that, it's as an industry professional, I can sit back and judge these products for the merit that they should be given, not in the high pedestal arena that these big brands are giving their products. So with that being said, I'm going to end the podcast with I'm telling you how I should clean my shower screen. And you might be going, oh, she's probably... You know, hot water, this magic, magic cloth. Nope. I buy this shitty. Oh, there's a, I think um, at one point I was cleaning my shower with Nivea cleanser. That worked really well. Um cleaning it now with a lesser known brand and you know what guys I'm going to let my shower screen get really scrummy um, and I'm going to take some pictures I'll put it on my socials um, and I will link it in my next podcast episode um, which I'm going to do it some simultaneously this week because there's a couple of topics I want to get out this week Um, and I know I said I'd probably do one a week but this week I'm going to do two consecutively today um, to try and get this out in the open and go hey I've done this and now this is what I'm doing 
so this is my I've judged I, I want to talk about judgment um, and kind of I said I'd wanted to try and keep it around 30 minutes I've probably gone a little bit over that one with this one but the next one I probably won't um, so I will in my next podcast where I will tell you um, where to find the pictures of my shower screen after I clean it with a particular cleanser that you can buy from a supermarket just so you can see how well it cleans the scrum off glass and if it cleans glass that well imagine how much it's dripping your face because you probably guessed it as a therapist yes we need an acid mantle we need some um of our I'm not going to call it scrum like a shower screen, but we need that little bit of film to help protect uh, intermegri, terrari. Oh, I still can, after all these education years, I still cannot say the integumentary system in one straight without breaking it down. Oh, and I'm studying bigger and longer words and I still have to break big words down and I think a lot of it is to do with my brain on and how how it works I'm more of a creative do not a creative um, literary kind of person I think that's why I've come into podcasts but that's another podcast altogether and I will let you guys all know where you can find these images for the shower screen the product that I'm using the product ingredients so you can see just how well these products strip the acid mantle off the skin and why we shouldn't be using these products industry professionals will know this consumers on the other hand not so much and there'll probably be a video of me on the like my hand on the screen so you can see that yes, I have put the product on my hand, I am putting it on the screen, so you can see that no way, shape or form, that this experiment that I'm going to show you all is not doctored in any way. So I'm going to end the podcast today with that little bit. And and if you think that you are getting judged or you find that you're judging somebody, to write a list. I did. That's why I made this podcast. I literally had the big list and I'm going to blur all my judgment so I don't have that in my subconscious so I'm not going to continue judging and it's a daily thing for me I find myself judging I write it down I purge it get rid of it put a cross going no more and it works for me so find your own way to cure your judgment and if you're getting judged you know what turn around go that is interesting and it'll make that person that's judging you think about what they have just said so bye for now I've gone a little bit over but guess what it has been an enlightening enlightening podcast session for us all bye for now